everybody. Scott here, and welcome to the Scott Simmons Podcast. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the uh, Nathan Phillips and the Covington Catholic High Schooler story. Now, if you were like me, um, Sunday morning I woke up and I happened to see um, this video of this story of this um, young kid wearing a red Make America Great Again hat. And this Native American man beating a drum, um, singing, and just kind of the way the video I saw was edited and kind of the um, the subtext that was underneath it was um, just kind of talking about how these young kids are being racist, being disrespectful to Native Americans, um, and it just not only was it that, but then they think they were bringing up that they were there for the um, the March for Life rally, and you can just see images of the kids chanting along. Even I think I saw a couple of tomahawk chops, like the Atlanta Braves do, or I think they used to do back in the day, like when I was into watching baseball in the '90s, and really just saw. It, it, it bothered me. It, it really upset me just to to see that. And, and especially I know a lot of people were upset with the, the main kid that was standing right in front of uh, Nathan Phillips where he's just there and he has this smile on his face. And in a way I was sympathetic to the kid just because um, I know if I was in that situation and there is a guy who just like – was standing in front of me, banging a drum, singing, um, and I was a high schooler. I'm not sure what grade he was in, but I was just standing there, and it didn't. And it looked like he didn't have anywhere to move. He seemed like they were kind of surrounded by people. I don't know. I think I would have probably just sat there and smiled, but it wouldn't have just been like kind of like a mean, sarcastic smile. It would have been more like I'm nervous. I don't know what to do with myself, so I'm just going to kind of have this awkward smile on my face. Like I really don't know how I would respond in that situation. I think, I mean, we can look at the kid and say, oh, he was bad or just the disrespect he had, but I mean, I really don't know the thoughts and feelings that were going through his head. I think he was just very uncomfortable uh, with the situation. So in the morning, that's what I got. I got this picture. It just upset me. I'm like, oh, this is awful. How could, you know, in a way have those feelings of, oh, how can these kids be so disrespectful to this man, uh, to Native Americans? Um, that would, you know, that would upset me. And then late last night, one of my, um, I believe he'd be an uncle-in-law, uh, who's a reporter, posted a, uh, posted an article from the New York Times uh, that, and I will go ahead and post that in the um, comment section so you guys can see it. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast, I'll have it on my website so you can kind of see that as well. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that button. I almost put the end of the live video button. Wrong button. Um, but in this article, you know, it kind of says that, oh, there's a fuller picture that kind of emerged. 
from and even just like the picture the picture that i saw in the video you know it does look like this kid's just like surrounded by a bunch of people i think i'm more shocked about the kids in the background that's probably the thing that probably upset me the most than than the main kid who's standing face to face with nathan phillips like that it's the other kids and what they're doing back there that's really uh bothering me but as I'm reading this next article, it says that there's a fuller picture that emerges of this viral video. And just briefly reading this article that was actually published that evening on January 20th by Sarah Mervos and Emily S. Ruab, um, that there were also Hebrew Israelites who were um, shouting racially combative comments at the Native Americans and the students, according to witnesses and videos on the social media. So soon you see that you have these um, kind of this confrontation between these students and these um, these uh, these um, he Israelite Hebrews. Now I'm trying to figure out what the correct name, as it's written in here. Um, Yeah, um, but then it says on Sunday he um, it clear and it says but on Sunday Mr. Phillips uh, uh, clarified that it was he who had approached the crowd and that he had intervened because of racial tensions, primarily because the white students and the black men were coming to a boiling point. This is from Mr. Phillips' uh, perspective, and it is quoted, I stepped in between to pray, Mr. Phillips said. And originally what was posted is that it was these students who confronted this Native American man, which almost looks like that these students were being disrespectful. They're approaching this Native American man, all wearing their make America great again hats and then it kind of even made some type of and at least the article that I first read made some things with their and I don't know if it was the kids who were saying it or if it's just because of Trump's policy of immigration that there was some comments about them wanting to build the wall even though Mr. Phillips is a Native American and lived here and there's those comments that he said that you know there was no wall here we don't need to build a wall so it became like this kind of uh, political spin piece at least from my perspective as they're looking like this and as i'm reading this more it looked like i mean first it seemed like and then of course from it like from when the first story was published um that these kids are being racist you know, you had the school write a letter of apology and this, and and you even see Nathan Phillips' comment. He's like, hey, you know, I'll go to the school. I'll talk to him. You know, just, I mean, it seems like, it almost seemed like that there was just so much heat, and it seemed like everyone was scrambling to try to make amends or to try to make things right by whether it's, I mean, even there was a go, um, a, well, not GoFundMe, um, an online petition uh, change.org, uh, you know, to remove its principle, um, to remove the principle from the school because of this thing. Like, it just got so blown out of proportion. And then you see this article, like, well, wait, there's a fuller picture. We do not have the full story here. And now that we have the full story, we're now able, now people are able to make accurate conclusions because we were only given a snapshot of the of this of of the story and 
and you know, and since then, like you know, every, and since I saw this last night, this New York Times article, there's been a lot of things that have come out um, that have kind of talked more about, oh, the picture wasn't full, and then people are starting to say, oh, it was a horrible thing of what, how the media like did to these kids and into this school, and now there's all this fighting again. And you know who's not apologizing in all of this? The news media is not apologizing to this. Um, and I think there's a, there's a big reason why. Um, because when you think about news media and media in general, you know, media in general, let me talk about media in general, then I'll talk about news media. Because media in general is just basically a way of entertainment, movies, music, television. But even in the midst of entertainment, you also have people who are trying to tell a story, tell some type of moral story. That's like movies. You know, we don't watch movies because, you know, we just want to be have be mindlessly entertained. But there's always usually some type of moral to the story, just like any fable, any parable, any – any um, song, any television show, any movie, everything always is going to have a story that is trying to tell with some type of moralistic value or or stuff like that. Like even when you look at the uh, slasher films of of the eighties, you know, you kind of you know it's usually we always see the stereotype like yeah, the person who doesn't get killed is usually the woman who is not doing drugs, not sleeping around, is doing what she told, and yet she is the one who becomes the victor over your Jason Voorhees, your Michael Myers, your, your Freddy Kruegers. And a lot of times the reason why that was was because it was a, it was a social commentary to Reagan, um, Reagan politics. Um, you know, the family values that he was trying to instill. And even when you look at Lethal Weapon, it's the same thing where, um, you know, there's always some type of underlying political statement or underlying message that the director or the writer is trying to achieve by in creating this art, which there's nothing wrong with that. Because um, that's been, people have been doing that since we were able to tell stories, whether it's through cave painting or through Greek tragedies. Uh, that's always been the thing. Um, news media, however, is is a different is a different culture because they solely exist to inform the public of what's happening and what's going on. And sometimes you can have news media that's entertaining, like your um, your Entertainment Tonight or even some of your um, tabloids, you know, a little bit of entertainment, but, you know, they're trying to get stories, whether it's true or fictional, um, you know, your paparazzi and, and, you know, there's all that stuff that kind of gets into media. But then when you think about, you know, your, your ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all your news outlets, you know, and even if you look at your newspapers as well, you know, their whole thing is they want to try to increase viewership and sell papers because they are a business and they have to survive as a business. 
And so when that happens, when a story breaks or when someone sends a tip in of some videos of a bunch of kids in Make America Great Again hats standing before a Native American um, smiling while he's beating his drum and chanting, obviously you're going to say, let's get this out, let's make a social commentary on this. And let's go and start getting those likes up, getting those shares up, getting, getting, um, I forget what they call it, um, get our audience up, our unique user views, views on our website, views on this article. Let's start, you know, we're going to drive up sales. So you do that and you want to try to be the first one to break this story. So you get it out there. You start getting people upset. People are sharing. People are arguing. People are commenting. And and that's good business. That's good business for newspapers. Um, that's good business for media, um, news media. And then when you start having some other people say, hey, wait a minute. That's not the full story. Here's the full story. There's like a third party involved, and you start to kind of see more. It's almost like, I guess the best way to, it's like if I was trying to do a jigsaw puzzle piece, and I put 500 pieces together and said, hey, here's my puzzle piece, and then someone comes around the corner, looks at my box, and says, wait a minute, this is a 1,000-piece puzzle, not a 500-piece puzzle, then I never completed the puzzle. But I told everyone I did. I may even take a picture of it where I kind of smooth out the, the jagged edges so that it looks like, wow, look at this beautiful picture I made. Um, it's just like that. You get half the story or a quarter of the story to sell newspapers. And then at the end of it all, there's no apology from the newspaper. There's no apology from the person who wrote the story, who started pushing this out. There's no apology from the people who have taken it and shared it. And a lot of times, like if there was a mistake or a misprint, usually you find it like on the back page or maybe on page two where there's this corrections. But you don't, but most people, they see the front page, they read it, they make their comments. And then people who read the paper daily, they might see the second thing and go, oh, there was a typo or there was a mistake or or the full story wasn't published. Oh, okay. But most of the time, especially in um, especially in social media, you don't see that. So you have now caused, in a way, a social a social media riot in a way, of people who are being angry, people who are arguing, people who are fighting, uh, people who are liking, hearting, wowing, angry facing, sad facing, all these different things. And when you realize that you only presented, you didn't present the full story, there's nothing. Because at the end of the day, you're just trying to sell papers. At the end of the day, you're just trying to get your internet revenue and, and, and internet traffic up so that you can start, so you can get some type of ad revenue so that you can pay yourself and your workers. Because what we have been seeing so, mar so long, especially since around the uh, early 2000s, is that print media is slowly becoming obsolete. And papers are not as big as, in, as they are anymore. People are not advertising in paper because people don't read newspapers that much. Um, 
And I can remember looking at newspapers when I was a kid, even like Tuesday morning newspapers, they were pretty thick. And then Sunday, they were super huge because they were always, not only was there a lot of great stories that happened over the weekend, there's a lot of advertisement in those papers. And then you also had your coupons, your adverts and everything else. And now you can look at a Sunday morning paper and literally, even with all the coupons and all the stuff crammed into them, it's still pretty thin than what it was 20, 20 years ago. And um, so news media has to be able to do something to get viewership up, to get people to buy papers if they're buying them. Or, like I know, when I check news stories in my local paper, if I go online and I look, I get like three free articles. And once those three articles are up, then I cannot view any more articles online until, until a month has passed. And then I get my three or five limits back. So usually it's like, well, I have to check it on my phone or I have to go to a different computer or my office computer. If I really wanted to see what that story was going to be saying, that's how I do it. Because, again, they want you to pay. And, I mean, now, like, I mean, I see flash deals like, hey, get three months for $3. So, basically, I can get a week, a newspaper delivered to my house Monday through Sunday for three, for three months for three bucks. I mean, I mean, think about that. Three bucks for a newspaper um, subscription, which is, like, I mean that's that's dirt cheap. That's like me buying that's like me buying like like nine gumballs. Like I don't know, maybe that's bad, maybe that's a bad analogy. But you know, I no, I'd be I'd be buying twelve gumballs. Like if I took a quarter and put it in those gumball machines and spun it, I could get twelve gumballs for three dollars and I can get three months of newspaper stories to be informed about what's happening. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't blame them, but at the same time, I do get upset that there's no accountability with the news media when they don't own up to their mistake or they own up to saying, yeah, you know what? Sorry, we just got this tip. We went with it, thought it was a hundred percent factual. Didn't realize we only had a quarter or half of the story. And it's no wonder that people no longer trust the news as a source of factual information because of stuff like this, because of other news outlets that you can clearly tell that they're very biased in certain things, both on a conservative and on a liberal side. And it's just, it's just, it's just sad. And I think that's kind of a hard and I really don't know, like, I don't know, like, when my son becomes my age, what he's going to be, what type of news is going to be printed in his day, or, and maybe that's the thing, you know, we always want all these reforms, we want reforms in churches, we want reform in our government, we want reform, I don't know, in our schools, and yet no one is ever bringing the discussion to the table, maybe we need reform in our news media. So that it's no longer biased, that it's no longer this, there's no longer this, you know, this printing half a story to sell papers, but everything is done with the best that their, every story is presented to the best of their ability with the utmost integrity that they can deliver. 
And, but we're not having that conversation. And hopefully that's a conversation that hopefully this episode with Nathan Phillips and the Covington Catholic high schoolers, hopefully this can start saying, hey, if we're going to drain the swamp, if we want reform, let's start with our news media so we can actually get honest, integ- honest, accurate news stories that's going to be filled with integrity. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't viewed this live, if you're not viewing this live feed, you can listen to it on the podcast site. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You know, we feel no remorse. He just takes it alive. Till he's ready to die